0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Before we get out of here, let's talk about some of these coaching hires, Baldy, because it's been a busy week. All right, so Sean Payton's going to be the next coach of the Broncos. Did they want him and not want him? Did they <laughs> want D'Amico Ryans? And Ryans was like, I'm going to Houston. And they went, oh, crap, we got to go get Sean Payton. Either way, he ends up there. And they end up giving up picks, which I didn't think they wanted to do. But it's okay. I think they got the better guy for their situation, right? They got to get that offense right. 16 points offense, a game. but it's one, it's one of the worst offenses in the league. So what do you think about Payton going to Denver? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't know if
2: D'Amico was, you know, choice number one. He goes to Houston. Okay, what are we doing? Uh, here's choice number two. I, mean, I just remember the Eagles. They wanted Brandon Staley bad. They wanted, um, you know, your coach down Atlanta really bad. Those yep. were the first two picks. And then they started, like, scrambling and, and interviewing everybody. And then, you know, um, Andy White knew Nick Sirianni, and Andy's now in Pittsburgh, but he was in Philadelphia. And, like, what about Nick Sirianni? And they're like, well, what about him? Like, And they called him. He was on the golf course. Down in Florida, and Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman—they're all down in West Palm Beach. Next thing you know, here comes you know Nick Seriani in a pair of golf shorts, and he shows up for an interview. So like, the point is, like, okay, you you could want D'Amico or you could want so and so. Doesn't mean like that's the right choice. So Nick Seriani was the right choice. I don't know that anybody Staley or you know Arthur you know Smith would. I don't know if any of those guys would have been better choices. That's number one. Number two, look, Sean Payton is a proven coach. Um, he's got a really good defense. That helps him a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll see what his staff looks like. That's going to be important. Um, but he's got to get Russell Wilson right, you know, and he's got to get him in an offense where he really understands spacing. He understands the screen game. He understands all the things that Sean likes to do and uh, and all the late-night game planning that goes into it. Um, if you're going up against Aaron Donald, how are you going to handle Aaron Donald? Like all the things that Sean Payton is great at, it seems like that's exactly what Russell Wilson needs. Like, and I'm not saying that he didn't have that last year or he didn't have it in Seattle, but everything that I've ever heard is he wants to burn the midnight oil. He wants yeah. to be in the game plan meetings. He wants, to. he wants, so he's going to get what I think he craves from Sean Payton.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure what happened with Nathaniel Hackett. He ends up as the OC with the Jets. I don't know if we will ever know, but I will say this. The pressure's on Russ to get it done. Because if it doesn't work with Sean, it's you. Yep. All right? Nathaniel was here. He's gone. Now Sean comes in here. And if if this offense looks like crap and you're still, you know, you're you're having a bad season, 16 touchdown passes this last year for for Russell Wilson. That's a joke compared to what we've seen him do in Seattle. I'll say this, though, Carl. I've always
2: believed this. Um, coaching matters. No it does. About it, okay. And it's a difference in this league, but as a player, I'm not letting bad coaching or inferior coaching stop me from being a great player. So you can say, okay, Nate Hackett, you know, he's not up to it, whatever. Okay. It's on the quarterback, still yeah. the quarterback to want to be great and to figure things out or, or the right guard or whatever. You want to be a great player. You'll figure out how to be a great player. And I think that's where Russell Wilson is at right now. Now, The fact that he's united, you know, with basically a Hall of Fame coach and Sean Payton. um, You're right. If he can't play at a high level this year, then it's on Russell.
1: Nathaniel Hackett, is he better as an OC? Is he better as a a coordinator than a head coach? I mean, look, it's a year sample space. We've seen guys get fired in these situations. Leave, go have success success elsewhere. And you go, well, it did not work there. It doesn't mean he's not a head coach. I don't want to label him, but Baldy, it was an uninspiring hire for me with the Jets. Yeah. I didn't feel like that moved the needle. If I'm a Jets fan, and we've talked about the Jets a lot because there's a lot to talk about, I, I didn't move, it didn't do anything for me. I mean, when I heard that Robert Sala was going to hire him, I know they have a history and that matters and they work together in Jacksonville. But I was like, it, just, it, it didn't get me like excited that, oh, hey, Zach Wilson's going to take the next yeah. step. You know?
2: Well, I'm with you, I'm a, and I'm an eight Hackett fan, but it's hard to after. I mean, Denver was the worst offensive football, so it's hard if you're a Jet fan going, do we screw up again? I mean, because we just have this history of screwing up, <laughs> right? They go, do we screw up? I mean, every Jet fan is going, do we just screw up again? We just got the offensive, the head coach of the worst offensive football. Like, why is that good? You know, and so they got to make it work. They got a lot, ton of young talent. Uh, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. There's just a ton of really good young players there. They deserve a really bright offensive line. Now, you know, the immediate speculation was, okay, Aaron Rodgers is going to go. Well, all right, maybe he does. I'm not exactly in love with Aaron Rodgers going anywhere because the the guys I just mentioned, Elijah, Garrett, Brees, they're 21-year-old kids, 22-year-old kids. Yeah. And I just don't know if – they're going to look at a 40-year-old quarterback, regardless of what his name is, and go, boy, I can't wait to work with them." Because, like, if I if if Aaron Rodgers is in play in New York, the first thing, I'm if I'm Joe Douglas or if I'm Robert Sala, and I'm thinking about making the move to Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, okay, look, we'll bring you on, but I, we need you here every day. Like, I, I need you here in the building every day. We got a bunch of young guys. We're, we're going to build our timing right now, April, May, June, the way Aikman did with Michael Irvin every day out there at Valley Ranch in Dallas. And, the way so many other quarterbacks has. You can't say, okay, well, go down and have your fun in Peru and South America, do what you do, or go to Hawaii for two months and we'll see you in June. Like, you can't do that. Like, he's, I think it hurt to Green Bay. And I, I could be speaking completely wrong here, but I, I think the offseason with young players makes a big difference. I know Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia was there every day, Carl, every day. Like, and he was running with these guys, lifting with these guys around Devontae, around AJ. Like, he was there every day with them. And that that makes a big difference.
1: It matters. Baldy, and and this is a sidebar, and I got to ask you about Vic Fangio and and D'Amico Ryans here. But this is why the San Francisco quarterback situation is such a big deal now. You're not, if, if Purdy's out six months, you're missing OTAs, you're missing all that work, okay, I'm going through here, that you need to really prepare for this season. Guys can talk about, oh, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. When you're a young quarterback, and you're trying to build that continuity and the chemistry, and you're trying to build, hey, I'm gonna be the leader, you you have to be there. So you've got Trey Lance coming off of an injury, and you got Purdy. And all of a sudden now, OTAs and all this stuff that they say doesn't matter, it does. And and you'll get you roll around and you get to camp and, and that work hasn't been done, and now it puts you behind the eight ball. So I, I totally agree with you. I think well, all of thing, that
2: situation is pretty interesting to me because
1: <clears throat>
2: if you get the Tommy John surgery which is one of the recommendations, you're out a year. Like, you might not even play this year. We know baseball and all yeah. the guys that had it. It's, it's a year recovery. If you go, if you take another route, maybe no surgery or a different type of surgery, you could say six months. But in that case, you still don't know if you're going to get a healthy elbow or not. You know, so, you know a lot of times, like, I, for example, I had the Jones fracture in my foot one year. And we tried to fuse it just in a walking boot. And, you know, I, I did that for three months, and it didn't heal one bit. Mm. And they so, said, so three months later, then I get the surgery. <laughs> so so you, now, you're three, yes. now you're three months behind. And you're like, well, why didn't I just get the surgery to begin with? You know, then I'll be on a better schedule. So, those, so that's part of the issue. But, yes, San Francisco right now is in a very precarious position. If You almost feel like they have to go outside and find a quarterback for the offseason and to start the season if these guys aren't going to be ready.
1: No doubt. D'Amico Ryan's a good fit. I know he said he wanted to go back home. Listen, I think the Texans have been a joke as far as the front office and how they've handled things. I know they've hired black coaches, but they've also fired black coaches. Literally the next year. My my trepidation, Baldy, is are they really going to give this guy a shot? Are they going to give him three years? Well,
2: every coach, if you're going to hire a guy, you have to give him three years. Otherwise, you did a bad job. You did a bad job in the whole hiring process. Now there's nobody out there that's saying that D'Amico Ryan's isn't ready and isn't a good hire. I can't. We we won't know until he he you know puts the whistle around his neck and he takes charge. We got to see what his staff looks like. Sure, but that looks like a like a mountain to climb. That I mean, culture, talent. Yep. You know, every time you're one and done, does Laramie Tunsil want to be there? I, you know, I mean, there's just. Who who, like, okay, Jalen Petrie had a good rookie season. Like, what are you building around? Does the general manager know what he's doing? Like, these are just fair questions. Because you can't say that, you know, the hires that they've made were good hires. And I'm not saying Lovey Smith or David, you know, wasn't good. But you, you blew them out before they could ever really put a footprint in that building. And so uh, it looks awfully dysfunctional. From the outside, and that's probably not fair. Like, I I remember Bobby Stoops was told me one time he was coaching with Steve Spurrier at University of Florida, and there was a bunch of jobs came open, and he interviewed, and he didn't get the jobs, and he was a little bummed out. Steve told him, Bobby Stoops, he goes, you know, not every job is the right job. Mm-hmm. And the next year he waited, he got the Oklahoma job, and he was there for twenty years. Like, I don't know if Houston's a good job. It's home, and it's all that kind of that's great. I don't know if it's a good job for D'Amico because I I, I want to see him get at least three years to turn it around.
1: That's how I feel. Kellen Moore out as the Cowboys OC scapegoat because Mike McCarthy's now going to call the plays.
2: Yeah. It, to to a degree. Um, I thought it was odd. Be honest with you. Mike has always been the play caller always. And so when he came in and he got the job, all right, here's your offense coordinator. Well, all right. Is that, does it have to be because Jerry said so? Like, I, I don't know how they work together, you know. Um, I don't know the innovate, the, like, just how they uh, had you know, internal discussions about what's the best game plan and, and how you collaborated. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not access. I don't have any access to any of that. Um, yeah, he could be a scapegoat. Look, I mean, the bottom line is Dak has to play play better. And if you just look around the league right now, in all the openings for offense coordinators or head coaches. In every situation, Carl, you can point to the quarterback going, boy, that was that was a problem. You can look in Washington, you could look at head coaches in India. you can look at all these places. The quarterback position was a failure in every one of these positions. And that's just a that's just a fact of life right now. If your quarterback isn't in the top 10 or 15 quarterbacks in the league, you're as a coordinator, you're getting fired. As a head coach, you're ain't gonna end up getting fired.
1: All right, Baldy, before we get out of here, in the huddle, subscribe, guys. We're back next week. It's all about the Super Bowl. Baldy's going to be out there. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Vic Fangio has yet to sign his deal with the Dolphins. What do you know? Is something going on there? Because it was reported that he was going to be the new D.C. Is something kind of weird? What's happening?
2: Well, I mean, D'Amico goes to Houston. So there's an opening for a defensive coordinator in San Francisco. And, you know, Vic had the number one defensive football in San Francisco. They led the league in takeaways one year with Justin Smith and Alden Smith, like all those guys. And so that was the hardball
1: years, right? The hardball hardball years. years, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So are you, you know, is Vic going, okay, I can go to Miami and they've got talent. The quarterback situation is up in the air, but I could go to 49ers and I've got the number one defensive football and all I got to do is maintain it or tweak it. Yeah. Um, that, that's just me from 10,000 feet car.
1: Absolutely. It makes no, like I'm, sense. I'm
2: not in any of these buildings. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for any, like Adam Schefter and all these guys, they can go do all that work. That's not what I want to do. But to me, when I saw D'Amico go and leave San Francisco, Vic did a great job in San Francisco. And I think Vic is a, is a really good defense coordinator. He was in yeah. a lot of different places. But um, to me, if I was Vic, and I had a choice between Miami and San Francisco. I'd go to San Francisco.
1: Yeah. I met Vic back when he was uh with Dom Capers. And yeah. Dom was great. And those two guys, defensive minds. I mean, I learned a lot around those guys. And yeah. and, and he's really good. I mean, listen, he didn't he didn't do well in Denver as a head coach. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator. So and every
2: and every player, Khalil Mack, I mean just oh. Justin Smith, you talk to anybody that's ever played, you know, Von Miller. you talk to any guys that have played for him, they'll tell you. Like he keeps it simple, but it's really effective, and so wherever he goes, the defense gets better. That's just his track record. I, I look. I I was in Philadelphia. We went to New Orleans, beat the Saints in the Super Bowl in a playoff game one time, and there's Vic coaching the Dome Patrol in New Orleans. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, uh, the Dome Patrol was like that was a hell of a group, and you know that was that was Vic's you know stamp on that team.
1: That was Mills, right? The uh, that was the Mills yeah. defense. Yep. yep, sure was. Yeah. yeah, he was a hell of a player that Jackson year, yeah. yeah, the linebacking core was great. Baldy, you're great. Appreciate you, man, as always. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're checking us out, giving us a chance, guys. We're going to roll through the offseason. There's going to be so much to talk about, so many offseason stories. We'll try to give you some inside perspective and also take you inside the huddle. So we'll do it again next week, Tuesday, Thursday. Subscribe, like us. We appreciate you guys being here. Baldy, have a great day, man. Enjoy, okay. and yep. we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Carl.